guys, Guggen with Miles Apart Podcast here, and um, no new episode necessarily this week. Uh, you know, the boys have been grinding for the past few weeks, so I think it was a well-deserved uh, week off uh, for, for the guys. And um, so, but you know, we didn't want to just not post anything this week. So we do have some um, episodes uh, that are our YouTube, uh, you know, videos that we made for the Peacemaker finale review, um, along with the Book of Boba Fett finale review as well that we never, you know, kind of got around to making the audio only versions of that. So uh, I'm going to attach that to this episode here and, um, you know, hope you guys enjoy. And, um, you know, like always, thank you guys so much for the support. Um, you know, I'm just seeing the show grow and now we've added the new wrinkle of, uh, the YouTube channel as well. So if you listen to us, you know, please definitely go, uh, subscribe over there and check out the videos as well. We, it's a lot of work, man, honestly. Um, you know, just juggling, um, all of our day-to-day life stuff along with, you know, setting aside time for this, which, you know, we definitely enjoy doing this so that's why it doesn't really feel like work or anything like that at all and we enjoy making the show for you guys and um we'll be back uh this coming week uh with our batman um spoiler review and um you know i just made a spoiler non-spoiler review um up on the youtube channel last night so if you have you know if you could check that out and you know like and subscribe on the youtube channel um, like you guys do, and um, I'm gonna th- kind of throw it to myself here, um, and uh, you know, hope you guys enjoy um, the reviews of the Book of Boba Fett finale along with Peacemaker. Till next week. Welcome to Miles Apart Podcast. We're your hosts. My name's Guggen, and I am joined by Grogu this week, and R- Grogu is gonna be helping us do a little. Uh, recap of uh, you know the finale for Boba Fett uh, episode seven, and also we're going to talk a little bit about the season as a whole. Grogu, did you have a good time running away from the Jedi Temple and ditching everybody, and just you know going to do your own thing with Mando? Thanks, Grogu. I'll take it from there. Hi, guys. That was wonderful. I don't know. I, I really can't mimic Gogu. But yes, isn't he precious? Yeah. And it's here, guys. We took a little time getting to it, but... Oh, yeah. Just like everything else. Mm-hmm. What's the saying? A day late and a buck short? What do you think that saying means? You get being a day late. Why is this person... A, like a day late and a dollar short. I think... Um, it basically means if you're a day late to something, you've missed the event, and if you're a dollar short, you can't buy whatever you're trying like, to why buy. Why is this person like late and poor? <laughs> I, you know, luck. Luck's but, a hey, tricky mistress. Hey man, um, you know, Book of Boba Fett. Uh, it ended a couple like weeks ago now, but you know, we had been kind of talking about the uh, the episodes on the pod, so we definitely wanted to. You know, finish off the season and just give uh, just give a little, you know, uh, talk a little bit about the finale too, and then just give our thoughts on the season as a whole, man. It was an entertaining fucking, it was an entertaining season, dude. Like, and this was the second of like the Star Wars live action series, and you know, I uh, when when we got the announcement for Book of Boba Fett, what was like? Did you have any anticipation or anything like that? No, in fact, I think even when we did the first view episode, if you guys go back to that we were like, eh, you know, it's da-da-da-da, it's okay, maybe we have, I think I even mentioned Star Wars fatigue in one of our first After episodes. After two shows. <laughs> I, I, fuck it, you know, and then I've done a complete 360, 180. It's 180, you keep 180, you always I always say that, if you do a 360, you end up exactly where you started with, yes, I know, not very good at log- um, logic, I was gonna say positioning, anyways, but no, as the show went on, this show got really, really good. Um, and it's just, I think, the most, the one thing that this has common with it is the secular vision of, I think, um, John Favreau. And like the last episode we talked about was 
basically just the Mandalorian. So we'll take it from that. So we'll ra- re- this episode is going to be recapping it, talking about episode six and seven and the show finale itself. We're not going to get too into details, just stuff we liked about episode six and seven. Episode six. In fact, let's just get right into it. What do you think? Yeah. So episode six, just come with some of the, you know, the bullet points of it is we get uh, the Marshall Cobb band, uh, you know, and he's approaching That's... the pikes that are running the, the spice through his territory. And then, yeah. um, you know, I think yeah. he, he has a standoff and he kills him. He has a quick draw. He uses two shots to kill three of them, I think. So he guns the first two right away. And then the other one, then he leaves one alive to send a message, basically, that no one is going to be running Pike uh, Spice. So Spice, I think, kind of ripping off um, Dune. <laughs> Dune again is probably, it seems like Spice is a drug. And then yeah, I, they I, really, I don't, they don't, they don't they really don't explain it, right? Yeah. So, but I guess it's worth a lot. The guy even tells him, hey, that spice is worth more than your whole damn town, you know? Mm-hmm. And he just lets it go right back into the, he, he kicks, kicks it over. over. And, and, then, then, and then, you know, we have, uh, we have Mando, uh, you know, because in the episode prior, in episode five, he says, like, I'm going to go visit a little friend. And, um, you know, he shows up to the, the planet, uh, where Luke is, you know, building the Jedi Temple, and Luke and Grogu are there, and we also get Ashoka, uh, Ahsoka Tana, um, you know, by uh, played by uh, Rosario Dawson. Perfect mm-hmm. casting. Though. Perfect. Oh yeah. And so they're building this temple, and this is the temple which we later on go on to see in the newer Star Wars uh, movies. It's the same temple where Kylo Ren was one of his first students. So. Grogu was supposed to. Grogu is supposed to be the first student at this temple, and you see him getting trained in the training montage. And I thought that was so. The callbacks in that montage, maybe it's just a nostalgia, but you get to see um, Luke carry Grogu as like he once carried um, Yoda. Master like, Yoda. You know, low back. Like walking by, like you know, since Grogu like takes the tiny steps, he like uses the force to kind of like bring him along and do these little hops. They did amazing with uh, remastering Luke, you oh, know, yeah. as a stand-in actor and everything else. Um, they, and it was just, I was blown away. I was like, wow, my yeah, God's like crazy. This is, it's the future, man. Mar- uh, Disney's been doing it now. You know, we've seen it, the de-aging stuff in uh, the Marvel movies. And then also, you know, in the, uh, you know, the last season of Mandalorian. And this mm. one, uh, this one, I think it wasn't voiced by Mark Hamill or anything like that. It was just completely done on their own. And, um, you know, we, it, it, like, Mando brings the little um, Beskar, uh, you know, chainmail uh, yeah. you know, to give to Grogu. And then we get, what, do you think it's a little bullshit, the whole Jedi can't have any attachment thing? Because Luke had so, fucking Leia and Han. Yeah, I think that, I mean, it's crazy because I think when you train them the right way and maybe because there's so much everything's, I think he's gotten more, he's had more time to study the ways of the Jedi. Luke at that time was himself a student, you know? So what Ahsoka Tano kind of tells Mando is, are you doing this for yourself or, you know? And he goes, well, he's a foundling. And he goes, he's no longer a foundling. Now he's uh, a Padawan. And so I get it. And, but uh, it's kind of crazy um, that I think... That's what Luke's trying to establish now, like the actual ground rules and how Jedi should be versus those films where he himself wasn't so familiar. The Jedi, it's, they mention it in a lot of the new films too. They mention it's a religion in a way, you know, and they have their ways, the book and the force and how they use it. So, eh, is it bullshit? Yeah, but it's kind of like, they're kind of like monks, right? They're just like yeah. space monks with superpowers. Monks. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, we, we actually get uh, a little flashback to Order 66, uh, you know, with Grogu uh, in there. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. And that's what I thought was neat because he's, when Grogu has that flashback, what he sees is he sees a lightsaber and he's scared, right? And then you see Luke use the lightsaber again. You know, and when he's using it in the forest, he's showing it. And basically, after his training montage, everything like that, you know, he teaches him how to fo- use the force to jump and gravitate, which I thought was him jumping was so like funny, the little scene. And then he's jumping all over the place. They bring back the training dro- droids that he was using. 
in one of the, um, I think it was the first film. But at the end, basically, I think he has to choose. He has to choose attachment, and Luke lays out the lightsaber, and then he lays out... Yoda's lightsaber, or um, the the the, Beskar. What what did you think about Mando not actually even getting to visit or see him? And then just leaving like that? I I think that was... And you see Baby Yoda just like... When like he sees the shit fly away, but that's the thing, Mando's. You know, he's reasonable. He understands, and I thought I I already kind of you know you had kind of hinted it. We already knew because they they end it. They don't show you whether he takes the best car or not. And my wife's like, "Do you think he'll take it?" And I was like, "Guggen said they carved out a little thing in the in the ship for Baby Yoda." I was like, "He's gonna take the best car. He's gonna come and he's gonna leave." Because I was like. There's no mention of him. This is why this makes sense. That's why there's no mention of Baby Yoda or Grogu. And in... I'm so glad they did that. Because mm-hmm. that means Grogu and, you know, he could have... And then I think they kind of... Luke says that to him too. Like, hey, a little part of... Like, you know, Mando's just going to be like a little part of your life. Because your life is going to be so fucking long. Yeah. And that tells us that potentially in the future that, you know, he's still off doing his thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so... And that's that's always kind of been my thing against Star Wars that they kind of corner themselves in because you know they told the original story, then they went to the prequels, and then they then they went to the you know the sequels, and then now when they pick up in the Mandalorian, it's in between. So mm-hmm. we know what happened before and what's going to happen after. But then this with them, they could continue to continue to do their own thing because hey, they're kind of going off. And you know now we're gonna we're, we'll get to it at the end of episode seven, but um, but, and it know, makes so total it makes total sense now with the choice they went with. That's why he wasn't there in the sequels when everything goes down at the Jedi Temple. He would have he would have fucked up Kylo Ren. Yeah. He would have got yeah. him. He would have you know. It would have been like I'm a teenage saying, Grogu. Um, I'm just but, um, <laughs> but um, like so you know, we, we, towards the end of episode six, we kind of get it to wrap with Cad Bane actually makes mm-hmm. a live, uh, you know, live screen on screen uh, appearance. And they then, did uh, such a good job with him. So right when he comes in, you see it, and so um, Cobb Vance there, and th- this kind of is just to show how good of a draw he is. I think just for one split second, Cobb Vance's attention goes away to his deputy, deputy. and that, but yeah, his 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 voicing the voices the, the acting and just the you've the seen look. you've seen Cobb Vance look and it trans it translate it translate are you familiar great. with him at all um like I I what what the way what what I'm familiar with him is I used to play you know the the Star Wars game on my phone Star Wars I think it's a Galaxy of Heroes or whatever mm-hmm. and he was a character in there so that's how I kind of knew about him I knew he was a bounty hunter and stuff like that. I didn't watch any of the animated shows. I think I, I forgot which animated show that he comes like his character is actually from. But... So when we when we were watching Mandalorian and we were looking into um, when he got the dark the dark saber, mm-hmm. I was kind of looking at old clips of shows because he's on the Clone Wars shows, I think. And then they I don't not but that's when I saw like little clips of him. He has like a fight scene with a. Uh, Boba Fett, stuff like that. But I didn't really know much about him. And then when I saw him on this episode, I was like, oh, he looked like, I was like, I don't know who this guy is, but he's menacing, you know, and he looks. Yeah, he looks and, uh, and I was like, but then I remembered the clip of him and Boba Fett, you know, and then I looked into him. So there's a long history of him and Boba Fett. And so we get into that um, in episode Wait, let's, seven. Let's, yep. Let's get Let's get into episode seven. So I had, you know, that written down as you know as one of my notes when i was watching the show like hey it seems like him and boba have a history so since you touched on it let's let's get into that so yeah what goes you know they've been working for a long time he even alludes he alludes to like training him and then there's a point where he even says um he even says i'm not a young like you know, he, Boba, he's, I think Boba calls him an old man or whatever. He calls him an old man. And he says, you're not a spry. And then he tells him that he's not who he was at one time. So I think that's why I think there's this, you know, so after everything in episode seven, what's going on is now it's the final showdown between Boba Fett and the Pike Sen- uh, Syndicate. You see Cad Bane speaking to the mayor and the Pike Syndicate. And who else was there? Was there just the mayor and the leader of the Pike Syndicate? 
and it kind of shows that hey they've been at cahoots this whole time yeah and then and then, he, and then we get that revelation like i think you hinted in one of our previous pods on it uh where hey are we sure that biker gang is the one that killed the tuscans or was it the pikes and you know it comes out that hey it is the pikes that uh, is actually the ones that killed uh you know Ma- uh, boba's uh um tuscan family Tusk- tuscan raiders and so he uses that like he even tells him he goes you guys are freaking um ruthless you know even by his because this guy's a mercenary you know that's where his relationship comes in to um with, with boba fett you know and i think he used to also work for java the hut when i was looking up stuff for him so he brings it he actually tells boba this because he goes there and he kind of one does one final thing with um with boba fett telling him basically and and i thought that was when boba fett sent out the mayor's aide the the translator like what did you think of that scene like when he comes out there yeah, he so thinks he's gonna go there and negotiate yeah they're there so they're you know we pick up with them in the ruins of the casino area that was bombed uh, mm-hmm. the casino that we visited multiple times during this season at, at the end of episode six it gets bombed and then i think everybody in there uh is you know is dead and then so we have boba mando fennec and then the 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 mod people you know they're they're all there looking at it and then you know they're they're kind of talking about like hey like what are we gonna do and then yeah the 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 assistant guy is there too they're like hey like we got to get back to the you know their headquarters so because they're gonna be taking a stand and then the mod people actually say like we don't want to go over there what so you could go hide behind your thing we want to fight here which doesn't really make much sense to me it's like don't you want to take the battle away from the people instead of holding it in the fucking middle of the town? But, you know, I have my little bit of nit points that we're going to pick at. But, yeah, so, you know, they're they're held up in there. And then the the, the, the assistant guy says, like, hey, I'm, like, you know, trained in uh, negotiations and stuff. Let me go talk to them. And, you know, it's funny because, like, Boba says, okay. And then, like, draws up a little thing on a tablet. And, and I was like, no way. And then you know, uh, yeah. he goes out there and he essentially tells him like, "Hey, we're not negotiating. Fuck off." <laughs> I thought, I know, I was like, "Is he giving in to them?" And no, but that 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 was pretty cool. And then we see the scene at um when Baby Yoda or Grogu. I keep calling him Baby Yoda, bro. I don't like Grogu. You know, yeah. just like just like she doesn't like Grogu. Yeah. Why am I? Um, oh, I'm blanking on her name, but you know, he lands at um. Yeah, it's it's Luke just Luke. He's like, all right, you pick the chainmail, get the fuck out of here. Our dude yeah. flying back to fucking uh, uh, Tatooine. Which and, I didn't know that he could just fly ships on his own. Yeah, like, no, that's yeah. that's the that's the purpose of the R two units. I think. Yeah, because have we seen him do that alone before? Not before, no. Not that yeah. I can recall. But yeah, you know, ba- baby uh, Grogu just gets dropped off, and then. Um, and then you know uh, that's when we get the um, and Cad Bane. Did you get why Cad Bane told Boba that like, hey, you know the Pikes are the ones that murdered the customer? No, I did. Just up I, shit? I think he's just stirring up shit. Like that's the thing. Um, so I, I think the whole going back into their history because they're both trained by Jango Fett. You know, so Boba Fett's like the clone of Jango, and he basically is his clone but he raises he raises him as his son but they both got training from Django Fett so they have that's where that history comes into play so I think it's just he knows what Boba Fett was capable of it's kind of going back to another episode where I think um, Fennec Shan says you've gone soft in your old age so I think he's trying to bring up bring out like this anger or trying to make sure he does something where he doesn't make a calculated move I feel like that's his whole point he's trying to get under his skin and kind of like make him mad because he knows maybe he know he he knows how good Boba Fett is at this you know they're both been trained by the same person they've both worked forever they're both like ruthless mercenaries bounty hunters so that's kind of I think his whole point he's kind of trying to make him like get into his feelings i guess if you will yeah. and kind yeah, of make them when you when you get emotional then you it throws you off your strategy and stuff so yeah, yeah. so you know we have the showdown they, they start um shooting it seems like they're cornered into um it seems like they're 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 they're, they're in the ruins because that's yeah. what the mod people said hey we want to fight here what did you think about that like 
don't you think strategically it would make sense to go back to you know the fortress but what do yeah. you think about the whole mod people thinking like hey we need to fight here it's like we're gonna destroy i think the their whole thing was trying to protect the. i know it's kind of like the avengers every time they fight in the city but i think they wanted to stay there and help like the people um and make sure like they're protected and then everybody everybody turns on that treaty that all they the, made all, all, all the other crime, crime family families yeah so they all are in cahoots with the pike syndicate and they all start attacking them and boba fett and mando are like okay i think this is it so they go out there guns blazing and that's like what did, you, what, what, what did you think about you know boba he's like hey like mando i get it if you want to go he's like and mando is just an honorable motherfucker mm-hmm. and that goes to the name of the fucking episode episode seven in the name of honor mando's like hey man i gave you my word so I'm, this I'm is the way with you until we fall yeah and then i was just like god damn it i love mando so much and then um yeah you know so it, it, dude the fight scenes were just dope like of mm-hmm. them like both of them just being side by side and just like, that was yeah the cinematography was amazing and then the townspeople come in from freetown now it's called freetown they're kind of here they and, and i was i was wondering like hey like you know because cop vanth it doesn't really show that if he died but then the bartender guy says like he did it in cold blood so i was like oh shit like they really killed him mm-hmm. off. and then yeah the freetown people are helping out and they're holding and it seems back. like and it seems like they're they, they you know they they finally start fighting back. It seems like everything's going good, and then boom, scorpion droids. Those and things dang, were yeah. So those were crazy. I think I was watching breakdown videos. The one way to take them down in the Clone Wars, I think, was you have to go under them and you got to throw like a bomb under them or that. so you know. But the shield's impenetrable. The only way to impenetrate it is not with like force with slow cutting action i think that's one of their things so they just show up and they're just once again for a second you thought they're winning now these things are like just kicking their ass and then what happens fucking boba fett comes in on a rancor that was the visual of that just mm-hmm. like riding the rancor the rancor just it was just yeah dude like like I have my gripes and stuff, like a little bit of nitpicks and stuff, but then like just the the highs of this episode were just crazy. Oh, yeah. Like that was that was just fucking running they, that rancor like a mother oh, yeah. like a motherfucking badass, yeah. When they introduced the rancor, that was my I was like, I hope I hope Boba Fett rides that rancor. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, that was you, you I did. Food. When he was feeding him and he said good. Yeah, <laughs> when he was feeding him and then when he was like when um when Machete's character, I'm just going to always just call him Danny Trejo, Machete. But when Danny Trejo tells him, you know, that they're very emotional creatures, they have emotional links, they're very good if you... So, you know, he's over there and he's talking to him and I was like, I think he's going to ride that Rancor. I didn't say I think he's going to, I was like, I hope he gets to like... Yeah. And and he rode that Rancor and he uses that to take down the Scorpion droids. He takes down... Um, he takes down one of them. And I think one Rogu of them. takes down or helps in taking down... Helps, him. yeah. He, he like uses the force to take out one of the ball joints, you know. It's he, like, hey, we're fighting the droids in the middle of town. And that lady like brings Grogu, Grogu there. there. <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> but... Yeah, man, and then, um, you know, Mando almost fucking gets taken out by the Rancor, and then Grogu mm-hmm. helps put the Rancor to sleep. So, And this is kind yeah. of like a callback to um, the episode of Mandalorian when he does that to that, like, rhino, rhino creature here. Yeah, and so you see him and this one do the same thing, and in that one he just... Um, same In that one he just collapsed, and this one he slowly puts the Rancor to sleep, and then he goes and lays down next to him because... He's tired. And yeah, man. And then we, we have it. And then we, Chan, we have uh, the Fennec Cad Bane. Yeah, and I was oh, wondering where Fennec Chan was, uh, you know, during like the, the bouts of the action. And it shows her, she finds where the mayor and the pikehead are. And I think the other crime family members too. And she, How she assassinates the mayor. Like, I was like, dang. Like, she, so she clears that out. And right before this, as you have the scene of, you know, Boba Fett and, um, Cad Bane have their little final showdown. Yeah. So they're doing their... He's winning, essentially. You know, he's still faster than him. He's still ruthless, is what he's showing. And then this is where he realizes, okay, you know, he's learned so much on his Tuscan journey and from this 
and everything, he goes back to using that te- uh, the Tuscan weapon, and that's essentially what he uses to take down Cad Bane, you know? And yeah. he stabs him in the chest, and that's that's how that ends. I don't know if Cad Bane's dead. I, I would assume he's dead, but, you know, that's, this is Star Wars. He I, could I, come I, back. Yeah, yeah you, you know, you, you, you never know. But, yeah, I thought that was dope that, you know, like, just seeing the journey he went on and, you know, and then that's how, you know, ultimately like how it tied together was good mm-hmm. and then it was um, beautiful i think i think you know some people that were nitpicking online uh were it was a lot about the mod people like they just always kind of felt a little out of place with everything else that was going on they had their little fucking mopeds and then uh, I, I you know i don't get the anime but hey like like I when i know. saw it in real time i was like that's kind of weird but like you know like one of the things that people were pointing out the most was you know when two of the main mod guys, uh, the guy with the eye, and then and then the other lady, when they're helping uh, Chrysanthemum back, when they start getting shot at, the guy like does a little twirl. Yeah. And then, like shoots. Yeah. So what? Who cares? Who? And speaking of the mod people, so these mod people where they hung out is where they took Fennec Shand um, when she was fixed. So she's a mod person too, and that's why she helps them earlier in that episode as well and then um at the end of this episode there's a post credit scene so after everything is resolved you know grogu and mando fly off he's in and, his and little then, and, then, and then boba and his you know people and it, ah, it was sad the pigs died i know that was sad but you know it's boba walking through town uh with fennec and then you know how remember the callback with the water guy he's like nobody likes you or respects you now you could see everybody in town mm-hmm. loves him, respects yep. him, and you know he's the head honcho. Like he's throughout the series, he's been saying like, "Hey, I'm the head person now," mm-hmm. and nobody really took him seriously. And then now, you know, like he he fucking came through, dude. Like mm-hmm. he fucking saved them from the pikes, you know, took everybody else out. So he is, you know, holding. And then what does he say to Fennec? Like, oh, I don't know if I'm made for this or something. And then she goes like, "If not you, then who?" Or something. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then we get we get Mando and Grogu. This, that was an well, adorable I mean, scene. He's just, like, tapping on the thing. And he's like, I know. Why? He wants to go into hyperdrive. <laughs> and that was... And so we, then there's the post credit scene going back to the mod people. We see the... Um, and I think uh, even in the episode, somebody... I think... I think um, Boba Fett says the Bacta tank is in use right now. Yeah. So who was in the back to tank? Cod. I thought I thought that was gonna be like for Chrysanthemum or somebody. Yeah, I mean, he remember he t- he told Chrysanthemum that like hey, you know, like, I owe you that. Yeah, so it it's actually Cobb Vance. So Cobb Vance is not dead, you know. And the, then you see the mod person firing up his mod tools and weaponry. So it seems like Cobb Vance is gonna get m- modded out, and yeah. they're gonna bring him back. You think he's gonna get his own show? I I don't know if he'll get his own show, but I think he's gonna probably play a key character. I was thinking about that, but I'm like, I don't think everybody's gonna get their own show. Then you just have too many people to get their own show to, because now you already because we we have a Shoka show coming out, mm-hmm. and then um we have fucking Kenobi Kenobi out. yeah. So and then Mando season three. I'm that's what I think. I think he's going to play a key character. Probably. I feel like he's going to come back and you will see him in Mando season three. And I yeah. think we'll probably have a lot of people coming back. I and... did like the time we spent in Freetown though. Uh, mm-hmm. with, especially with Cobb Because I like how Book of Boba Fett tone wise was different from mm-hmm. Mando, you know? Um, and I think this is something that's important and they need to keep yeah, you know, with that, and that's why, uh, you know, that's why Marvel has had the success they've had. You know, it's yes, it's under the same umbrella, but it, they're doing different things with all their properties, as in like a different tone and stuff. And then, yeah, so you know, Book of Boba Fett was like the gangster kind of, you know, Godfather. This is kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. this is. And then yeah, I like think a... you know, with Cobb Vanth and with Freetown and stuff, the thing that I liked about it, it was like a western. Western, yeah. And, and I, I feel I really like that's what Mando's vibe is. He's like gonna going town to town, like just saving people, you know, like a nomad. So I think um, that's what you, exactly what you're saying, and it's working. So it's working. hopefully, Kenobi's really good so far. Two out of two, you know. Mm-hmm. We'll see. 
Come on, come, uh, closing closing thoughts here on the season as a whole. Um, I would say solid. It did the first episode was a little slow, I mm-hmm. you know for us, and then after that it picked up. I really enjoyed all the stuff with the Tuscan stuff, the, like you know that they they showed his journey because like you know when when you say that like oh he he's had growth as a character, but actually seeing the growth is dope. Uh, you know because we know. Like, his story's been told over decades now, because, you know, he was first mm-hmm. introduced and killed in the original trilogy, and then just seeing what happens with him right after he gets out of there, and the growth he had here, and, you know, and then, um, you know, him showing up in The Mandalorian, and uh, you know, we got to see the flashbacks and seeing what he what happened with him. And I'm excited to see if they'll continue to, you know, show us what happened with him. Like, yeah, the, the last two episodes, you could say, he's in it for, like... Uh, well, not the last two, but I think it's episode five and six. He's in there combined by like two minutes because episode mm-hmm. five was like Mando's episode, yeah. and then six was also Mando, you know, and you know, and kind of Grogu, and then. Um, but th- that's the thing with people getting shows. There's still so much that he could go into with this if Cad Bane's still alive, or even maybe they could even go. I don't know if they'd go further back into his shows, but they could talk about I Jango hope they Fett. Don't. Like, let's yeah. see what going forward let's not yeah. keep going back because we know where we get to you know yeah i i yeah but this was it showed it showed um basically when he got out of that sarlacc pit it was kind of like another rebirth he got another chance at life and then you see that one more time when he's on the Tus- tuscan tree ritual because once again he emerges from that and like you said that's what it was it was his growth throughout the whole character uh, throughout the whole show and that's what this show and the last show has been really good at is kind of just sketching out their characters like Mandalorian, how they have Mando, like, like his character. That's just who he is to it. The two ways they side here was him leaving because when Ahsoka Tano tells you, are you doing this for yourself? Or are you doing this for Grogu? He does the right thing there. And then he does the right thing again at the end when he decides to stick by um, Boba. So, amazing job on amazing on these shows we'll see how we'll see how uh kenobi goes but two out of two so far what do you give yeah, the show I, what not, what would you give the show one out of ten uh eight and a half eight and a half yeah i, I would say it's a solid eight yeah um i had re- like i remember after mando season two when we got the little sizzle at the end of it with hey book of boba fett coming and i was just like i had are you talking to it <laughs> i didn't have much i didn't have much expectations and then um you know the tone and everything like that i dug it and it, it, you know it was enjoyable and you know um that's i think i think that's a good that's a good place to wrap um mm-hmm. you know the kenobi uh once kenobi drops we'll we'll start with the you know breakdowns and kind of like you know the discussions about that and um you're late you dickheads Yes, we are. We're late on the Peacemaker <laughs> recap. Like, well, then. <laughs> but hey, you know, um, you know, we if you've been listening to the pod, we've been recapping uh, the episodes of Peacemaker this season so far. And then um, we are just going to, you know, this is going to be a little bit of episode six and then episode seven uh, talking about the finale and then just talking about the season as a whole and what we thought about it and everything like that and um yeah dude do you want you want to pick up with episode six yeah let's pick up with episode six um there's a lot to digest say it's been a while and i've been looking at it and you know what we'll just go off the top so when we left off last Mern was finally discovered by Adebayo. she put on one of his helmets and um x-ray vision x-ray activated. vision activated so yeah, this Mernzik picks explaining up, himself like mm-hmm. about what the butterflies are and you know where they come from. Where, and stuff. Yeah, so it turns out you know they're he's and the funniest part about that was Harcourt knew the whole time. To me, like when Harcourt's like, "Yeah, I know." She goes, "I figured it out." She figured it out when you figured it out. Actually, I remember when we saw that episode, you were like, "Hey, there, nothing fucking happened to him." Like after the explosion, and then she was like, "Right away, that's when I figured out." And then. <laughs> My favorite thing is Economos's reaction. La 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 la. Yeah. I know nothing. I know like he doesn't even want to like think about the yeah. fact that he's he knows that because they're hiding all this information obviously from um, from uh, Manda Waller and, yeah, and you know Waller, yeah. 
So, and you find out this is where the other revelation comes in. Autobio's kind of stepping into her mom's, like, you know, she's trying to figure everything out. And she tells them she's Amanda Waller's daughter as well in this episode. So there's a lot going on in here. So Mern kind of explains that he was, you know, he was kind of exiled from his clan because his things, he's not, the butterflies didn't like him because he was too empathetic and he was too sensitive towards he wasn't basically he didn't want to be a part of this invasion you know so that and this kind of another part of this episode is um we kind of have we see a callback to that character in the first movie i thought that was a good uh peacemaker is in a classroom taking questions mm-hmm. i thought yeah. that was hilarious i love that he he he, he fucking crushes that it's yeah. funny one of them think one of them says hey do you know this lady he's like i do he's like i think you might be my real dad <laughs> I know. oh <laughs> and then and, yeah, yeah and then go. you know his dad's out of jail now mm-hmm. and then you know throughout now the past few episodes they've been keep getting the flashbacks of you know uh that cena killed his brother or you know i think that got revealed uh fully and then um it's you know so white dragon's out of jail now uh he got released and then the every the the cops are all gonna go and and, you know like go take out uh peacemaker uh Mm -hmm. and in his trailer and then they get tipped off by Mern, but the cops are already outside and stuff and they they make the escape and then that's when goff breaks out um well that so that that was that was that was i thought a very cool scene too so um this was called, I think, Mern after reading. So mm-hmm. Goff's trying to communicate with them, and she draws like the peace sign he's been keeping her. And it's so funny, <laughs> like God, v- v- Vigilante is just. I'm telling you, if this show has an MVP, it's it's of this episode, it's Eagly because we oh, only yeah. get to see Eagly unleashed. But MVP for the whole show, I would say, is Vigilante. Vigilante's just fucking. He's like they're trying to communicate with Goff, you know, the head head queen butterfly and he's like tap yes or no answers only and then vigilante (laughs) just asks, are you here to impregnate us was my (laughs) and then he goes why why would you why you know he goes why does that she says no and then he goes oh and he goes why does that disappoint you and he goes how else will i ever know what motherhood feels like i was like damn it like james gunn like i think um James Gunn has written all of these. He's directed the last episode. He's directed. He directed this one. Yeah. Um. He directed this one and the last one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As well. So all the ones he tends to direct, I feel like come out better to me as quip wise. Because I don't know. That's just mm-hmm. my feeling on it. But yeah. So then the Evergreen Police Department show up, and then they escape through the trailer, and they're going through the forest and the woods and. They Eagly's fall. They're being eagerly just comes out and takes out like a bunch of the cops chasing them, and that and then um, Economo. So while all this is happening, the they find they rummage through his trailer and they find that diary that's been planted by um, Adabio. But yeah, um, so eventually what happens is at the end of, at the end. So when all this is happening, Goff is released. The butterfly, the green butterfly do the chaos and she finds a new home and a new human host and the new human host that she finds is um the evergreen police department so she goes at butterfly lock i think it was detective lock yeah man i was sad i liked lock it was sad to see her like die yeah that was was bummed out about that yeah and then so she gets taken over by um by got the got the butterfly queen and then she summons a whole butterfly army and that scene was so crazy like when they come in and i think the other part that was crazy is when she takes over the body and she's having those conversations with him she goes she really had feelings for you and she goes the worst part is they all smile different i hate this like you have to get used to the smiles so after she does the takeover of the whole evergreen police department um they're walking out. I don't f- I forget what song's playing, but they're it's, all smiling. She's my favorite monster. Yes. And the smiles. And that was just like I said, this is a James Gunn episode. That cinematography, that music choice and those smiles. And, you know, she, and that the was same creepy. Time, the same time fucking, that's happening. That was chilly. We're seeing we're also seeing what's intertwined with that is uh, Red Dragon's getting suited up. Yeah. All his 
uh, you know, white supremacist people. He's he's they're suiting him up because at the you know he's saying I'm gonna go do what I should have done a long time ago. I'm gonna go kill my son. Yeah. And then you know they're all coming. So like we got the head action coming up, and then it's like the police department, also the prisoners. You know the butterflies took over everybody. Mm-hmm. And then um, Adebayo, uh, she drops a little. Uh, you know when she's talking with her uh, partner, she's like, "Let's just go." Or I think her partner says it. She goes, "Let's just go back to Gotham." I thought you know whenever this yeah. mentions Gotham, I'm always gonna take note of that. And then Peacemaker uh, playing the piano. Yeah. That was it's actually John Cena playing the piano. That's one thing that I thought of. I was like, is it really him playing? Like and James Gunn said, Yeah, it was actually him playing it. And I was like, Oh my god, dude, fucking Cena. You mentioned, you know, um MVP of the show or uh, this uh, the episode or something. Cena is I'll talk a little bit more about it at the end, but I've been just blown away uh by Cena throughout I here. think the depth like nobody saw that and we'll get into that so the next episode takes off right and uh, yeah this one ends with the commissioner uh the the guy who you know filled in who was working with mern the commissioner guy uh you know he's having the press conference like with the diary and saying that we're all gonna all the police departments are going after peacemaker so that's where episode six uh, yeah it, it leaves us right there and then episode um seven is when it takes it starts off right where it starts off right where this one it's opens up with Cena playing the piano and so you know he's betrayed by Adebayo and there's a lot going on so he says you know what fuck it i'm going to just go fucking do kill this i'm going to go kill the cow on my own so economos actually goes with them and obviously vigilante eagly and as as they're going or was it this episode or the prior one when they show how he actually kills Keith? I can't yeah, recall. Yeah, no, this one has the flashback of it, yeah, mm-hmm. of yeah. how the, his dad used to use him as a pretty much like cockfighting. And then, you know, he, it was just sad. It yeah. It was just sad. And, he, you know, he punched him, and then he had a seizure, and he died. And then, you know, that's what's... Yeah. We've seen we've seen the, you know, like kind of like the trauma behind Peacemaker. And that's just like the incredible job they've done telling the story throughout the whole season. So we actually get to see like, hey, just how he died, like the full clip of it. Yeah, and then so on the other part, Harcourt kind of confronts Adebayo. Um, well, all this is so so Peacemaker and them are headed. And as they're headed there, there's a lot of stuff going on in this episode. They're intercepted by Augie, you know, and Augie... Um, goes ahead uh, his he can dad fucking fly i didn't know he, he could fly. fly yeah dragon i guess yeah yeah the white dragon and then he fucking takes down their van and then i love how economos has kind of just been like everybody like he's just a driver but so far he's taken care of of a giant murderous gorilla he's fucked up the judo master and then he just guns down a bunch of the nazi white supremacists that came with um augie yeah. in this episode so it's like economos is really like pretty badass too you know so that economos kind of does that and then um peacemakers kind of uh getting his ass kicked in the beginning but um vigilante yeah he gives him the assist and he go the the funny part about vig's assist is he this is why i love about how everything ties in is he talks about like the armor and how there's like breaks in the armor and stuff he brings that up and they actually use that you know he get in the episode where he went to go get the helmets i think it was episode four maybe but um you know he hits him in exactly in one of those weak spots in the armor which he brings up in this uh, which he brought up in that episode so they're having that fight um and then while this is all going on while Adebayo's and then judo master's out by the way he's out like eating cheetos at a restaurant i if judo master doesn't get a, a like a hot cheetos commercial mm-hmm. at the end of all of this like i don't know what we're doing here like, right I, that'd be a perfect commercial so yeah out of bio yeah he so judo master fucking goes and has that fight scene with hardcore and then like right before that happened Mern dies oh yeah right before, yeah so as out is confronting um hardcore the police department queen butterfly shows up there and she shows up there because she had they all have their memories they knew where they met that's what the butterflies do so this is where Mern like gets them to leave or he he attempt he attempts to leave with them but then they arrive and then they kill him you know and when they sad. it was Not only him but then he, he crawls out and then you know goff like she grabs and kills actual butterflies yeah, yeah his name uh was ik no blah 
moment of silence for Ich Noblau. He was a good. He was a good butterfly. And moving on, that I was. Come on, it was very. It was very moving, you know. Um, yeah, one death to another. Uh, you know, <laughs> Cena. Um, Cena he has that moment where you know, he has that standoff with Augie, and he's like, "Do it! Like you, you, you can't kill me!" Blah 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 blah. And he actually does it and yeah. shoots him in the head. And then again, performance right there, with the tear coming down, and God. And what I like, show. and I want—it's probably on purpose because that's how James Gunn is. He shoots him with a Luger, and Lugers or Germany issued guns to the Nazis during World War Two. So I don't know if that's like. I'm pretty sure that's what it's because the whole uh, he has other guns, but in this when he kills him, that's what he kills him with, you know, kind of. Yeah. And, and it's funny because he has, his face is all scratched up, but that's mm-hmm. not from the battle or anything. That's from a fucking raccoon. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's another James Gunn. You see, you know, I think that's kind of like a rocket raccoon thing. They they're chasing a raccoon around. I'm telling you, this show has been way better than I expected it to be. It's way like the depth the, the depth this show's fucking awesome and Damn. so eagerly gets yeah. hurt in all of this so then they sh- end up showing up um they go up to a veterinary clinic so this is where you see that that moment autobio's kind of considering oh before the autobio and harcourt take down the judo master together that was a pretty neat fight scene too so they have that moment and then here Adebayo's, like you said, she's mentioned going back to Gotham. She doesn't know if she wants to see this. And then she sees um, Chris praying, you know. And as he's praying, he, he's just like, he's just sitting down. And he's like, he goes, the only best friends I've ever had were Keith and Eagley. You know, ouch to Vigilante, yeah. by the way. But um, And Eagley, you know, Eagly comes back to Eagly's. Eagly is alive still, and then he hugs him, and you get that you get that eagle hug, and then out of is like, I'm fucking staying in hardcore. Like, what changed your mind? She goes, I, I believe in mir- like I saw eagle hug a fucking human being, and I think that's like a sign from God, I think, or something like that. And she goes, I have to stay because that, and then so the other part funny. yeah yeah it it's it, it sorry to cut you off but it was, it was funny when like they show up there and then vigilante has the vet and their team like at gunpoint because like, <laughs> oh, they yeah. know what we look like we gotta kill them and they're like no you don't gotta kill them like just fucking tie him up and he's like all right just make sure you don't use duct tape then <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then he makes up he takes a dig which i took personal and then he says something about like, oh, like oh, the male nurse waking up as a male nurse, nurse every day. Yeah. He's like, come on, man. Yeah, I know. So, and then, you know, from there they those decide the veterinarian. They were ready to. So they decide that they're gonna go do this one last thing and kill that cow. And then, but the funny part he takes as it, the new lead leader. So that's what. Oh yeah, that's where. I, um, when you see that scene earlier with Mern, the Mern butterfly dying. Is he kind of like taps? That's what made it like Mern. Ta- he taps hardcore, like he puts his hand up to her, kind of like a passing of a torch. Because they tell her she's, you know, she's now going to be leading them. And the other funny thing about that veterinarian scene was when they're like, "Let's go do this." Like one of the veterinarians just like cocks a gun and she goes, "Let's go." And he goes, "No, no, you guys are not going with us." And that was. And then at the end of this episode, they sh- like the cow is fucking hideous. From, I did not expect that. How my wife described the cow, she said it looks like a penis with tarantula eyes, like a wrinkly old man's penis with tarantula eyes. As that's how she described it, I was like, okay, not gonna be able to unsee that. But. All right, and on that note, episode the eight, la- eight. the season finale. <laughs> wow. Okay. So here we All are, right. one last van ride together with everybody. And out of bio contacts Waller. And, you know, I like how Mern calls her mom, too. And she's like, can you send the Justice League or something? Because there's not enough time. And this and that. And then they have the van ride, too, where the cow is being housed. And I think this van ride's a little different from all the other ones. You saw them connecting on the last van ride that they had together, coming back. This one, everybody's just sitting there, you know, solemn. Like, everybody's quiet. Everybody's kind of, you know, this is, Mern's dead. This is it. Like, this is their one chance. Otherwise, they're going to tap. 
Yeah, otherwise they're going to teleport the cow. That's why um, Adebayo is asking for like the Justice League and stuff. So when they get there, I feel like they, uh, they're they trying to figure out what they're going to do. They bring his helmets and they use the Sonic Boom helmet mm-hmm. to so kind of disrupt. So they were originally thinking like, hey, he's got this teleportation one or activate le- levitation or whatever. And they're like, we could levitate over there, drop off the Sonic Boom. It's got like three charges that should take him out. And then um, fucking Adebayo's dumbass says, like, activate, like, levitation, oh, yeah. and it just floats off. And they're like, hey, he's like, I'm going to tell Eagly to go drop it off. And then he explains it. Eagly just flies right over and just go drops <laughs> it in the woods somewhere. <laughs> and then, you know, yeah. then they got to go look for that. And then he sees his dad uh, yeah. in the woods. He does. Um, that was, like, that was, like, a crazy scene. I think he's still, like, telling he he's still like in his head like he's still in his head even after he thinks he got over everything and did all that but so then, he has then, to kind of then but then they, they ultimately regroup yeah they, they they find the helmet and then they have to send john in undercover as like one of mm-hmm. the like cops like pretending to be a butterfly to go drop it off in there and then i i just fucking james gunn man right here we've had the whole die beard jokes die beard jokes mm-hmm. this guy dies his beard We've had those jokes throughout. And then, like, how you could take a joke like that and make it fucking pay off with, like, an emotional thing like that mm-hmm. where, you know, like, he's walking away and then one of the, you know, the the butterfly, the other cop guy goes, hey, why did your, why did that guy dye his beard like that? And he gives this whole, like, explanation of, like, you know, he was lazy and then, like, he, he thought people wouldn't notice and he, you know, he was single and then it's just like, it yeah. was just like we're gonna take a joke and have it like a like a kind of like a serious payoff like that. It's just mm-hmm. you know that's storytelling. Man. This, this has been per and this is also the an episode that was directed and written by James Gunn, so it's perfect. And then he gets um he gets the uh, he he gets the the supersonic helmet in there and it does take down the base, but it doesn't kill the cow. Yeah, Adebayo's at dumbass dropped the fucking walkie-talkie a couple times and yeah i was just and, like really and then the yeah. scene with like peacemaker hardcore and vigilante walking out there against all the butterflies mm-hmm. was badass he has a fucking shield now and yeah yeah and they're just, just they're just gunning everybody down it was an amazing scene you know and then when um did when butterfly song like sees smith uh, when she sees chris she's like explains that she's protecting she's protecting the planet from humans you know and that the human like that's her whole thing like they came from a planet that was destroyed and she sees like the same destruction that when she drew the peace sign on the jar that's what it was and she actually wants him to help her and lead them and at the and then Adebayo's there and she has like pretty yeah Adebayo has the human torpedo helmet and then he launches her into the cow thought that was did you think he epic. was gonna like agree with them and help them? I think, I think um, when he, I was like, ah, oh, shit, yeah. I kind of like I, for a moment I didn't know because you know he's been betrayed by Adebayo. He's seeing his dad, who's still like calling him a pussy, essentially. You know, he's like, you know, fuck it, like, and then he, you know, for a Cause minute, she, cause, yeah, because she tells him like, hey. Like, you know, Goff tells him, like, hey, you know, we took kind of the same oath you did for peace. Yeah, and, for peace. And, you know, and then, like, I remember, like, when I was watching, I was like, it makes sense, but I really hope he doesn't. Because, like, you yeah. know, they're essentially taking away free will from people for the sake of humanity. And, you know, mm-hmm. it was good that he didn't. And, you know, activate human torpedo, boom. And then he shoots her. And then, you know, they get out of there. And it was, it, 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 you know, like, during the action, you know, before Adebayo ran in there, Hardcore gets shot. She goes down. Vidge goes down. Mm-hmm. John's incompetent ass just snaps his leg, like r- trying to run out <laughs> yeah. there. And just like trips on the fence. And then, you know, ultimately, um, you know, him and Autobio. I was, when Hardcore, when I, she was about to get like a butter. I was like, no. Yeah. That was, my, but then, she, you know, I think Autobio grabs a butterfly. Yeah. Right before she's about to do it. I was yeah. like, oh, thank God. And um, then, you know, they and, have them. Like, uh, again, I, I'm glad he didn't join. And then they kill the cow. And it's not mm-hmm. like something like, hey, all the butterflies are just going to immediately fall down and no. die from there. It's like they're all going to eventually die because they're food source ran out. But they still do mm-hmm. probably have a lot of food source around. But they're ultimately mm-hmm. going to die. And um, yeah. 
when they're when and they're, the Justice League does yeah. show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I didn't. I was very surprised. I honestly, there was, I saw it fucking on Twitter. I saw a spoiler for it on Twitter. I saw like a screenshot of. I didn't. So, yeah, I, so I honestly was when I I was like, oh fuck, and then I was a little let go because you know, the best member of the Justice League wasn't there. Yeah, and then you know that's where he <laughs> says it. He's like, he's like, he's like, like you're late, you dickheads. Go fuck another fish, asshole. And then you know, uh, fucking Jason Momoa's Aquaman. I'm so fucking sick of that rumor. And then Barry, Ezra Miller, and, you know, Jason Momoa actually fucking made the cameos. And then, uh, you know, uh, uh, Barry says, it's not a rumor. And he goes, fuck you, Barry. And, you know. To hear Aquaman say, fuck you, Barry. Thank you, James Gunn. Yeah. And then, um, you know, after that, um, like, it was all circulating around fucking social media of, like, oh, expectations into the full Justice League with Batman and Cyborg and reality. It's like you didn't have any fucking expectations that the Justice League was gonna show up. Get the fuck out of here! And then, like, and then they actually did have a guy that stood in for Batman, and I think mm -hmm. they had Cyborg too, but they just decided not to have him in there because the girl that played um, Wonder Woman, you know, she posted it on Instagram how it was like a dream come true. So did the guy that stood in for Superman. They did that too. But then, yeah, so there was a Batman stand-in originally, and then uh, Cyborg as well. But I think they just decided. Uh, I don't know. I'm, you know, it's, I'm sure it's something to do with uh, WB telling them not to or whatever like that. Um, because yeah, we're still kind of in flux with what's happening with. A ben part Affleck's of me feels Batman. like it might be the reason that they might have not gone with Batman is perhaps more is meant to be revealed with what route they're going to go when Ezra Miller's Flash comes out. Yeah. So it could be that. Um, but either like, come on, it was a fun bro. little cameo. It was exactly that's uh, fucking people learn how to like killjoy everything, yeah. and so when this goes back, everybody's kind of going at um, Economos goes back to working for Waller, and I think um, you see Harcourt's like rehabbing with mm-hmm. the help of uh, Peacemaker Chris, and then at the end, I thought that was the perfect opening. He's sitting there on his trailer, and then he has his dad. He's finally like made his. You know, compared to that old vision of how his dad's like, the, the, he has another vision with his dad. This time, his dad's having a beer with him, sitting there. That's a. And, but then you see the golf butterfly, and he's like pouring out the last. What could bit. be the last of the um, their food source? And I thought that was like the perfect ending to the show. I really hope there's gonna be more Peacemaker because oh, yeah. now I'm it's, like, it, it. It got announced. It got announced before season eight finale dropped. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Gunn tweeted it out that. Oh, the- season two is happening for sure. Yes. And then, um, yeah, so, you know, um, and Adebayo uh, does a press conference outing what Task Force <laughs> X is. That's good. And, and uh, Amanda and Waller. Waller's she, face. She's like, what the yeah. fuck? And, and, <laughs> and she clears uh, Vidge and Chris, you know, so that, that was cool. Like you said, it was the perfect ending, man. This mm-hmm. was fucking pound for pound one of the best season ones or just a season of a comic mm-hmm. book show that we've had man like it's it's and hard a, a live action dc show this is like there's nothing i'm sorry i think flash when it was beginning I, you know flash was good but no nothing. the first couple seasons of arrow were really good especially yeah. when the whole deathstroke thing was happening yeah. Um, but it fell off this hard. Is, yeah. Flash was never this level. Yeah. And then even, you know, I know we love the Marvel shows. Yeah. But you know, I this honest, is, oh, yeah, this, ju- this. just just the style, the storytelling, the characters. My wife would never let me skip the intro, like because the intro is so iconic. Like, and yeah. you know, just I think from top to bottom, this was just. And then, like, the performances. Like, you care about all these characters. Fucking how Freddy Storma, who crushes it as Vigilante. John Cena fucking crushes as yeah, Peacemaker, yeah. dude. And then, the like, we, you know, we, we saw him in Suicide Squad. And then I was just like, this guy's getting his own show? Like, you know, like, what, what, what what's happening here? And just to see this. His character depth in this film to, like, like he's, that, that ending, how it's summarized, how he's, like, everything, like, John Cena, I think, blew away everybody to kind of show what he's capable as as an actor because just, the range, the range was just he 
he's being funny he's fucking he's emotional like he's being a dick like this was kind of like i would say i've seen the rock do a lot of stuff right oh, i was just gonna go there. yeah go ahead yeah I'll go no you go ahead no uh like that's you know that's the natural comp like uh like you know uh like i was you know my wife told me she's like i could never see the rock doing any like the range that Cena had in this. And then I think that's what, you know, go ahead and fin- finish your thought on that. Like uh, uh, on yeah. the rock, like I think it's a natural. That's comparison. what I'm saying. There's a lot of, you know, cause wrestling's entertainment. There's entertainment. There's been a lot of wrestlers turn actors. And the best one that everybody thinks of is Dwayne, the rock Johnson. Cause Dwayne has like, there's a lot of Dwayne's good at a lot of stuff. He sells tequila. He was in a rap song recently, like, and he's in every movie that's about a forest and you know he, he that's he, your thing that the, the rock's fucking i get it i like the rock I'm, I'm but the rocks that's his big thing action this is who he is he's tried other stuff you know but i just felt like range wise i think john cena and especially for being so fr- like yeah he's had a few things come out he's had that the marine movie legendary but this is one movie yeah but this is one of his big first like big big projects you know working with somebody like james gunn stuff like that and yeah i would say acting wise he took the james gunn did did a similar thing with batista Mm -hmm. you know and And but even even with batista i I still feel like john cena if i were to rank the three wrestlers turned like actors i would say john cena took it by a mile just with this one show by the variety of range he showed in his emotions and just character growth from episode one through episode eight I'm excited to see him do Peacemaker more because this was what is it like a C or like a D level superhero mm-hmm. in the MCU? Like you see like the Holy Trinity and everybody like that, and then the way the fact that they took this very low level character and just blew him up, and even pop culture wise, dude, I think like yeah. this show was huge. I think oh, this yeah. the the finale was the highest streamed series on HBO Max. They uh-huh. have Euphoria. They have a bunch of other shows on there. And um, so since James Gunn's going to be jumping around, you know, he's going to be Marvel stuff. Do you, can you imagine a Deadpool film helmed by James Gunn? Dude. Dude. Come on, Marvel. I think That's he said right. that after he's done with Guardians 3, he's actively filming Guardians 3 right now. After he's done with that, he's going to continue to... So season two, Jess, you, you mentioned this, that mm-hmm. the, you said you liked the the episodes he like directed season two, he's writing it. He, he, he wrote, he wrote the first show. Like, you know, he, yeah. he's, he's kind of like the John Favreau of this. Um, yeah. But season two, he's directing every single episode as well. So you, 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 you got that there. And then, um, again, just oh, the another, performances by everybody. Go ahead. Another Easter egg. They said, cause he's throwing a lot of Easter eggs in here throughout the whole, you know, he, he brought up like that's why at the end the fish stuff like that's what makes him so good he's actually that this is how you make a connected universe you know it's it's finally nice to see dc able to do that in one of their because everything else has been standalone and so they brought up batmite this was a nice little easter egg people were saying that little boy um asked in the class asked him a question where he says where's your camaraderie of superheroes or whatever right but it's the same question that's asked to him by the neighbor the old man so bat might can turn into whoever whatever so that's been one of the things they're like and when he asks that question there's something else in the room i think that like alludes to bat might so it says something neighbor so people are saying that people might just be looking extra into stuff but that's the other thing i like about james gunn is if you're gonna universe build this is the perfect guy just in just in this show he just linked your universe to your big franchises he brought up a, bot of, a bunch of other DCU characters. And like you said, this was a D-level character who he has now made a star of freaking DC. So if there's anybody who needs to, who you're going to use, who's going to be your, how you say, uh, Kevin Feige, it's probably going to be James Gunn for them. For DC? Like. Hey, that'd be dope, man. With Kevin mm-hmm. Feige, James Favreau, like what he's done with Star Wars now. Mm-hmm. I I would fucking love it, dude. Cause, um, and it, it, I like what DC's doing now. We got Peacemaker. We got Batman coming out here shortly. I want to go away from the Snyderverse stuff. We have Aquaman yeah. 2 coming out. We have The Flash coming out. 
That's gonna. You be don't want to restore the universe? No, man. <laughs> I like. You, hey, congrats, guys! You did it. We got the Zack Snyder Justice League, but I want to see this. Like, what's happening here? I'd much rather see this because if this was under Zack Snyder, I'm, I'm just and yeah, you know yeah. those were, those were those were some of the people that were like, oh, expectations, realities. Like nobody expected the Justice League or any yeah. of them to show up. Like, and I think a cool exactly. little tidbit is. Ezra Miller's cameo was actually shot like by Marvel, like because I think he did it while like uh, while he was shooting Guardians Three. So like, um, you know that's how they put him in there. But um, yeah, man, exciting stuff. What do you think that uh, we've had two Superman cameos and they haven't been by Henry Cavill? Uh, End of Shazam, remember, mm-hmm. where he shows up in the cafeteria, and then also this. That's, I think Henry Cavill. I think anybody. That, that's my thing. I think anybody that they didn't really show that, you know, we're that's because we don't know what their future is going to be in the DCU. And if Hen- if Superman is recast, Henry Cavill doesn't do it. Is there anybody you see that you right off the top? I wouldn't of your head? have said Henry Cavill, so I honestly don't know. But you know, I, I hope he does because he's he does a good job. But I think like we don't need to necessarily be cornered <laughs> the rock, into the. The Rock walks into the like. No, you're already Shazam Rock. Get the hell Black out. Black Adam. Yeah. I can. I mean, Black. I can do both. <laughs> I can do both. I can do them all. Uh, but hey, man, uh, we loved this show. I think that's yeah. fair to say. Fucking absolutely loved it. Like I used to wait until the night it dropped, like after midnight, and I would watch it right away. Like I haven't done that with a show in a long time. If mm. I were to rate this, Jess, nine and a half out of ten. Dude, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten. Ten I out really of ten. I really like this show. There you go. This was I'm saying first time in DC, because that was my biggest thing. I would say DC makes animated movies so well. Like, why can't they do it in a property? Like, he, there's far and few betweens. Like, why can't they just get like a show like or a movie like consistently? You know, you have to you make one good show and then there's level of drop off in the same franchise and stuff like that. But this, yeah, ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Hey, you heard it here first, guys. And, um, you know, um, exciting things to come. Uh, our Batman review, whenever th- w- that's going to be coming out in, I think, like a week now. So uh, as soon as it drops, you know, we're going to we're going to go watch that. You could tell Jess is a little excited. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys uh, for listening. Um, you know, Miles Bar podcast uh, anywhere. <laughs> you already have you already have the fucking poster up. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But um, Miles Bar podcast anywhere. Where podcasts are found. Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. And then YouTube, Miles Apart Productions. Follow us, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. And, uh, you know, check out the YouTube videos, man. Um, it's going to be more of these breakdown uh, videos on there, uh, movie reviews and stuff. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes there's just going to be like one of us doing it. Most of the time, when it's something like this, it's going to be the both of us. But, um, and if you, you know, like it, yeah, hit a, hit a like button wherever it's here somewhere. Share, subscribe, share us with your friends because. We want to make quality content for you guys. Yep. And then uh, comment down below what you thought about Peacemaker and who else in the Suicide Squad uh, you would like to see a spinoff series for because that's also rumored as well. Uh, not only are we getting a Peacemaker 2, but also uh, another character from Suicide James Gunn's Suicide Squad may be getting a show as well. Until next time, this is Jess and Gug and signing off. Bye-bye.